Praise Jesus. Good evening and welcome to our Bible study this evening. My name is Eliakim Nyandiko. I am saved by the grace of God. I am also an elder in training in Crisco City Church. Uh, we have been studying the book of Mark and uh, today we are on Mark chapter 13. This is our lesson number 19. So I welcome you and before we begin, may we pray together. Our Father and our God, we thank you, we bless you, we glorify you, we honor you, we worship you, and we adore you, and we give you praise. Be thou glorified, be thou exalted, be thou magnified, be thou exalted. We come before you, and as we go into the study of your word, that you minister to us by your Holy Spirit, the Lord, you desire to minister to each and every one of us, meet us at our very points of need, and Lord, let us dwell in your word, which is, O God, the bread of life. We give you all the adoration. We give you all the power in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome again. And uh, today, as I've mentioned, we are on uh, Mark chapter 13. I would like us to read it together if you have your Bible from verses 1 to 37. Then the Lord will lead us from there. So let us read. As he was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And uh, Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another which will not be uh, torn down. As he was uh, sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? And Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and he will, uh, and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. Those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will also be famines. These things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. But be on your guard, for they will uh, deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. The gospel must first be preached to all the nations." When they arrest you and hand you over to uh, and hand you over, do not worry uh, beforehand about what you are to say, but say uh, whatever is given you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father, his child, and children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Uh, the one who is on the housetop must not go down or go in to get anything out of his house. And the one who is in the field must not return back to get his coat. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that it may not happen in the winter, for those days will be a time of tribulation, such as has not been occurred since the beginning of the creation, which God created until now and never will. 
Unless the Lord had shortened those days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. And then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or behold, he is there, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and will show signs and wonders in order to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But take heed, behold, I have told you everything in advance. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers uh, that are in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of heaven. Now learn the parable from the fig tree when its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, uh, recognize that he is near, right at the door. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Take heed, keep on the alert, be on the alert, <clears throat> keep on the alert, <clears throat> for you do not know when the appointed time will come. Verse 34, it is like a man uh, it is like a man away on a journey who, upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning in case that he should come suddenly and find you asleep. Uh, what I say to you, I say to all, be on alert. Amen, amen. We thank God for the reading of his word. And um, uh, this is uh, a chapter <clears throat> that Jesus uh, is speaking about the signs of the last days. And so quite a number of things here we see that Jesus had come with his disciples to Jerusalem. And as they were around the temple, uh, we see that when they were coming out of the temple, one of his disciples was asking him and was commenting and uh, seeing the, the wonderful uh, stones, the wonderful building that was there. Uh, we see them commenting how wonderful, how nice, how beautiful, how the stones were well-dressed and everything was looking good. And then Jesus, uh, in response, uh, is telling them, uh, if you read verse 2, do you see these uh, great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another which will not be uh, torn down. And so this was something which was a surprise to the disciples. And so as they went on to the Mount of Olives, uh, which was just actually opposite the temple, we see them now here asking Jesus privately to tell them what will be, uh, what will be the sign how will they know that the time is come when these stones, when these buildings will be torn into pieces and none will be left on top of another? 
And so Jesus here starts talking to them and pointing to them the signs. And these were partly the signs of the end times. So basically here Jesus is speaking to his disciples about the end times. So these are just but the signs of the end times. Praise be to God. So basically this chapter is about uh, the signs of the end times. So even as we live, we can look at some of the signs of the end times. So this end times, <clears throat> it will be divided to the before uh, because we are living in the end times and what will happen during the tribulation. And finally, after the tribulation, that is when Jesus will return to earth. So there are signs uh, that will happen before the return of Christ. And number two, uh, we know that uh, as, as, the, as the signs will be there for the return of Jesus Christ, we know that Jesus will definitely come for his church. The church, Jesus will come for the church. There will be a rapture that will take place of the church before uh, this great tribulation. And that is why when you read actually uh, in the book of, of uh, Thessalonians, you know, First Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, Jesus is talking of, you know, coming even for, for those who are even still alive. Uh, he comes in the air. Those who are dead in Christ, they are raised. They are uh, resurrected, given new bodies, and they meet Christ in the air. Even us who are still alive, going to meet Christ in the air. So there will be a rapture. And we know that what is uh, 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 still stopping these things, some of these things that have been written here, is because of the presence of of the Holy Spirit working on earth, the Holy Spirit being inside the believers, praise be to God. So the work of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit was given to the believers working here on earth has prevented, you know, the actions of the evil one, the devil. So quickly, maybe just to enumerate some of those signs of the end times, what are some of the things that are pointing to the end times? And uh, the first one that uh, we see Jesus is talking about here, uh, if you look at it, is false messiahs or false prophets. Uh, false prophets. So number one, we talk of false prophets. So one of the signs of the end times or the beginning of the end times or being in the end times is really false prophets. So Jesus here, uh, because when he used this example of the temple, he was referring them to what will happen before the end of time. So one of the things that people will see, number one, is that there will be uh, what we call uh, false prophets. False prophets. And here is verse 5. If you read it, it says, and Jesus began to say to them, see to it that no one misleads you. In other words, there are people who will come to mislead others, false teachers, false prophets. So that is one of the signs of the end times. And we know the time that we are living in, there are many false prophets, there are many false teachers who are around, who are on earth. And so Jesus is warning us that we be careful that no one misleads us. Praise be to God. So one of the signs is false prophets, false teachers, and we can see this in the very last days. And number two, even just apart from the false prophet, there are people who will come uh, in the name of they themselves are Christ. Brothers and sisters, in these last days, we know, even in Kenya, we know people who have come 
and they have proclaimed themselves to be Christ. We know people who have come and proclaimed themselves to be God. We know people who have come, not only in this part of the world, but many parts of the world, that they are prophets, they are teachers, but yet they are not from Christ. So there will be people who will come, number one, false teachers, false prophets. Number two, false messiahs, false Christ, people who want to come in the name that they themselves are Christ. So those are signs. So when you hear this, Jesus is saying, do not be alarmed. <laughs> do not be misled. These are just bad signs of the end times. And uh, the third one uh, that Jesus is talking about uh, as, as, as a sign is really wars and rumors of wars. So definitely this is the third one, wars and rumors of wars. My brothers and my sisters, we know of the wars that are going on in many, many places in this world, country against country, kingdom against kingdom. There are rumors of wars. This country is going to fight this. This is what is going to happen. Those are the signs of the end times. So that is wars and rumors of wars. Brothers and sisters, uh, it is not only that, but I would say that even in our lives, there are wars that are raging. Even in the lives of human beings, there are wars that are raging. Yes, there are nations against nations, kingdoms against kingdoms. But even there are people who in their lives, there are wars that are raging. Evil, darkness, fighting light. So there is even war raging in the lives of people today. So if, even as those wars rage in your life, even as those wars rage in my life, they are pointing to the end times. They are pointing to the end times. And uh, the, the, the fourth one, the fourth sign that uh, we, we see here uh, that uh, Jesus is talking about is, you know, calamities. We see here natural calamities, you know, famines, earthquakes, you know. We know of hurricanes. We know of floodings. We know of landslides. We know of all these natural disasters that are taking place all over the world, all over the world. These are pointing to the end times. They are pointing to the last days. They are pointing to the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, uh, the other one here that we, we, we have seen, the calamities and all those, we see here uh, issues to do with uh, persecution, persecution of saints. So there will be persecution of believers. This is happening today. It's happening in many countries Oh, we see here, we see here also the preaching of the gospel, you know, to the many parts of the end of the world. We see betrayals. We see killings, betrayals in families, brother against brother, sister against sister, parents against children, children against parents. They stand in court against one another. Some plot the, the killing of others, deaths in families. All these things are happening, which are a fulfillment of what Jesus talked about, the signs of the end times, the signs of the end times. And um, uh, we see that, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, all these signs that are uh, pointing to the end times, God so allows them so that we can turn to him. Praise be to God. These things that happen, it is God who allows them so that we can turn to him. We can look to him. We can see that we do not have help 
which is our own. Praise be to God. You know, there are people that maybe they do not have wars in their countries, but they have famine. <laughs> like we are currently having famine in Kenya. It points us that we can turn to God to know that there is the soon coming, the soon return of Jesus Christ. So some of these things, as they happen, one country might say, we are very advanced, we don't have wars. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there is war. We know there is war in some of the advanced countries that one man would ever think such a thing could happen. Countries like Ukraine, we have Russia, Ukraine war going on. So these are pointing to the last days, praise be to God. You might say you don't have war. <laughs> we don't have famine. Then there is a calamity, a pandemic comes in the whole world. There is COVID and it sweeps the whole world. So a natural calamity comes all over the world so that no one is exempt from knowing the power and being directed to the soon return of Jesus Christ. So when we see all these things happening, we know that these are just but the beginning of the bath pains, the bath pants, the beginning of sorrows. And so our hearts and our minds should be turned to God to seek Jesus more because at the end of this chapter, he's saying we be alert, we be watchful so that when he comes, nobody knows the hour, nobody knows the month, nobody knows the year, but he can come in the night, in the morning, anytime so that when he comes, we are ready. So these are just but the beginning of the bath pangs. These are just but the beginning of the sorrows that will come more and more in this world. And one of the signs that uh, is of interest also is the fact that, you know, Jesus is saying that, and the gospel will be preached. You know, verse 10, it says, the gospel must, be, must first be preached to all the nations as a witness. Praise be to God. And so Jesus here, uh, one of the many interesting things is that although there will be those many things that are happening, the calamities, uh, the persecution, you know, uh, as, as it is written uh, in these other places, that there will be persecutions, you know, there will be many things that are going on. Verse 9, but be on your guard for they will deliver you onto the courts and you will be flogged in the synagogues and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. Praise be to God. And so, as I've said, some of these things, the persecutions, they give us still the opportunity to appear before those people who might not have heard of the gospel. So when you go through persecutions as a sign of these last days, it is to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. So all these things, they look to be uh, sorrowful, they look to be severe, they look to be sad, some of them, but they all give us still the opportunity to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why that verse 9 is very critical. That even, you know, the second part of it uh, says uh, that, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. So even when we are taken into these places, when we go through these things, then we have an opportunity to give a testimony of Jesus Christ. And so the gospel must be preached to all the ends of the world as a testimony to all the nations. It must be preached to all the ends of the world. It is only the gospel, the gospel which is the good news. It is only the gospel of peace. It is only the gospel <clears throat> of Jesus Christ that can quell the ravaging wars if there are wars that are ravaging in within you, if there are wars that are raging, you know, 
wars that are raging, famines that are raging, things that are raging in your life. Oh, apply the gospel of Jesus Christ. Apply the gospel of truth. Apply the good news of God. And the wars, they will, uh, they will, recite, they, they will recede. Oh, they will recede. They will go down as you apply the word and the gospel of Jesus. So as we reach the nations with the gospel, which is the good news, then the return of Jesus Christ is drawing nearer because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's the King of Peace. That even when he comes and takes final reign, then that is when there will be true and final peace. Praise be to God. And so <clears throat> those are some of the signs uh, of the uh, return, uh, soon return of Jesus Christ. And so we see some of these things, they are already taking place. And then it moves further and it says that Jesus here, you know, telling them after, after these signs, he tells them that there is something specific that will happen. And this one thing that will happen, uh, uh, that, that will really now begin a countdown to the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, these are signs, but what will now actually begin the countdown is what we call abomination uh, of the desolation. You know, if you read uh, uh, in the same chapter, uh, that Jesus is talking uh, of abomination of desolation. So it says, verse 14, uh, this is what it says. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. So there is something which is a sign uh, that will come just before the tribulation, and it is called the abomination of desolation. And maybe I'll, I'll just explain this a little bit. Um, and, and one of the things that uh, this is found actually also in Daniel 9.27, you can read it. <clears throat> and uh, also you can read it in Daniel chapter 11, uh, verse, uh, uh, verse 31. And uh, I would like to read this uh, so that we can discuss it a little bit with the understanding and with that background. But we do not have enough time to go into the details. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> since it is dealing with the end times, it's just good that we read it. So let me read uh, Daniel chapter 11, that, verse 31. This is what it says. Uh, this is, forces from uh, him will arise, desecrate the sanctuary, fortress, and do away with the uh, regular sacrifice. And they will set up the abomination of desolation. You can read that also in Daniel chapter 8, verse 11 to 13. But I wanted to read it also 9, 27. Uh, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. And this is what it says. And he will make a firm covenant with the many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering. And on the wing uh, of uh, uh, abominations will come one who makes desolate even until a complete destruction, one that is decreed, is poured out on the one who makes desolate. Praise be to God. And so we talk all here, we see here of abomination of desolation. So this abomination, uh, if you read here the word of God, as we have just read in uh, chapter 14, you know, it says that it will be standing in a holy place. So this is a place called, uh, the, 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 within the temple, there was a place called, as we have uh, learned before, there is what we call the outer court in the tabernacle itself, the outer court, then the holy, and then there was the holy of holies. And so this holy place, it was only the priests, 
ordained priests who were allowed to go and minister in that place. Priests who were sanctified. They were the ones who were allowed to go and minister there before the Lord. But we see that a time is coming that there will be somebody who will stand in the holy place and proclaim himself to be a God, to be worshipped. And he will uh, stop the burnt sacrifices, the sacrifices that are offered in this holy place. And he would want the people to worship him. So this is the spirit. This is the Antichrist who is to come just before the tribulation. But the good news is that, you know, the church shall be, have been raptured. And so when, the, when, 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 when tribulation comes, the church shall have been raptured and taken away. And uh, what, what do we see? Because we know that the Holy Spirit is the one that is restraining uh, the, 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 the Antichrist to operate. And so we see that this will be uh, in a place, this abomination. And some of the things that we just read, he will stop the sacrifices or rather he will pollute the holy of holies. He will pollute the holy place. This is the place where sacrifices are to be offered. So any person who was not a priest ordained from the family, you know, uh, of Aaron was not supposed to minister in that place. So, But we see here somebody else will be coming, going in that place to minister, causing an abomination. Things that should never be done because this is a place of ministry only by the ministers that have been ordained, that have been put into place, ordained ministers, praise be to God. My brothers, when this happens, then we know that uh, the, the, the end shall begin to come because there will be desolation. You know, desolate is something that is destroyed. Nothing more exists there. And so this abomination will cause desolation. It will cause destruction. It will cause the judgment of God to pour out. Brothers and sisters, this is even teaching us that we should not allow ourselves to do that which we have not been called to. God has called each and every one of us into our ministry. If you are not ordained for this, if this is not what you have been ordained for, do not do that which you have not been ordained to do. Otherwise, you will create an abomination or desolation. You know, many times we just go and do things that are not even within our powers, not even within our ordination to do. And so we see that this abomination, because this person was going to do that which he's not supposed to do, it was bringing the spirit of idolatry, defilement of the sanctuary. The sanctuary was being defiled. The sacrifices, the offerings to God were being ended. Praise be to God. And so I, I would like maybe just quickly to speak about some two key things, uh, two or three things very quickly uh, about uh, this abomination. And we have said this is somebody who will rise an idol, idolatry, the spirit of idolatry. So the spirit of idolatry, you know, in can come even into the sanctuary, it can come into the church if we are not careful by allowing people who are not allowed to. You know, many times we allow even idolatry people who are not allowed to stand on the pulpit just to go and stand on the pulpit. Brothers, they create defilement, they pollute that particular pulpit. They pollute it because that is what it said when you read in, 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 in uh, Daniel eleven thirty one that it caused the pollution, polluting the sanctuary. 
And so many times we allow everybody. Maybe we feel he's this or that. So when they come, we take them to the pulpit. That is a place for the pulpit ministry. It's not for every other person, irrespective of his other positions and other roles. That is the place which is holy. It is not for everybody to go and say whatever they want to say, to do whatever they want to do. We can create an abomination that causes desolation. That brings the wrath of God, the judgment of God. So may we be careful even the people that we give the places to minister. And so three quick things. Number one, we know that in the holy place, there was the, uh, uh, the, the table of showbread, the showbread table. And this represented the fellowship, a place of fellowship. And he would end this fellowship, fellowship with God, fellowship with man. Brothers and sisters, we are also the temple of the Holy Spirit And so we have to check our lives. We might allow certain things to come into our lives and become an idol, to become an abomination. And we find ourselves that a place that God is supposed to be reigning and having control, we allow other things to take control of our hearts, our spirits, our souls. And so instead of having fellowship one with another, having fellowship with God, we start to go back. We start to pollute our lives such that we avoid even the fellowship. When we are told to meet, when we are told to do this, we avoid that fellowship. When you start avoiding that, the spirit of idolatry is starting to come silently creeping into our lives. The second thing that we know was in the place, the holy place where this abomination will stand was the incense, the altar of incense. This is a sweet aroma, a place of prayer, a place where there was this incense altar of offering the sacrifices. When the devil takes away the prayers, we know that an abomination is coming slowly into our lives. And you know, Jesus is the light of the world. There was the lampstand and there was the oil, the Holy Spirit for our light to continue to show in the world. We must be filled daily by the Holy Spirit. When the work of the Holy Spirit is diluted in our lives, then brothers, something else, other spirits will begin to take control of our lives. And so an abomination that causes desolation. When we avoid these things, when they are not real and practical in our lives, then our lives can lead to be destroyed. You might have been asking yourself, these are things of the end times. But brothers, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And some other idols might come and stand in the place where they are not supposed to stand. Pride and all these things of the world, the things that we lift you know, even the things that God has given us, they are gifts that God has given us. They could be gifts of, 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 of education, gifts of, uh, you know, singing, all these gifts, riches and everything. You know, Jesus was talking here that the temple would be destroyed. Some of them had put their focus on the temple more than the giver of the temple, the one who was to be worshipped in the temple until they were worshipping the temple. And so Jesus is now saying this will be destroyed. Brothers, even the things that God has given unto us, they should never take the position of God in our lives. The young people, be it a phone, be it what, it should not take the position of God. God remains God. The things that we study, the schools we go to, the knowledge we get, they should never be 
lifted above God who gives us the ability even to learn and to do all those things. And so Jesus is telling them, in as much as they, you know, they loved the temple, it was magnificent, it was wonderful, but Jesus is telling them, it will be destroyed. Brothers, let us take care of this temple and lift the one who has given us this temple, God who is to be worshipped, that we give him his rightful place. He takes his rightful place. We see that this temple, because someone else and went and took the place where the priest was supposed to minister, then it had to be now desolation had to come. Brothers, when we do not give God the right place in our hearts, in our lives, then destruction will come into our lives. Yes, this is talking about the time that will come. But in us, we can be destroyed if God does not take his rightful place in this temple in our lives. What is the position of God in your life, in your heart, in your everyday walk with him? Will you allow desolation, abomination that causes desolation? And nations and the people who go to idolatry and allow idolatry to take root, then they are destined for destruction. May we not reach that place. May our lives be purified by the blood of Jesus, sanctified by the blood of Jesus, or that there is no pollution that is brought in by this abomination. And so we see that after that, what happens is that, you know, there will be now this time called the time of tribulation. So there is the time before, there will be the rapture of the church, then there will be this antichrist, you know, and then after that there will be a time of tribulation, and this time of tribulation there will be great, great, great suffering, great pain, you know. It says that there will be things that, or you know, you know that, but pray that the time may, 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 may not happen in the winter. For those days will be a time of tribulation such as not uh, occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now and never will. Unless the Lord had shortened those days, no life would be left on earth. So it is a terrible time, my brothers. And we can only avoid this terrible time by receiving Jesus, by being alert, by being watchful, so that when Jesus comes back, he finds us to be ready. He finds us not defiled. He finds us holy. He finds us in fellowship. He finds his light shining in our lives by the Holy Spirit empowering us every day. Praise be to God. And so Jesus is telling them that they be alert. They be watchful. Brothers and sisters, let us be watchful. Let us be alert. Oh, by prayer. Being alert, being watchful by reading his word, by understanding the times that we are living in. And so Jesus is telling them that you need to be alert. You need to be watchful. You need to be watchful. And so that time, you know, this time of tribulation, you can read the details in the book of Revelation. It will be a terrible time that none of us would like to find themselves in such a time. Brothers and sisters, you know when we allow abomination, when we allow idolatry, some of our lives we end up in tribulation, in great suffering. But praise be to God. God is saying that for the sake of the elect, you know, there will be another group who will believe in Jesus. So that time will be shortened. You might be going through a tribulation. You might be growing through terrible times. God loves you. He loves me so much that he can shorten that time. 
If you are an elect, if you have been elected by God, if you have received Jesus Christ in your life and you have been going through terrible times and you have turned to Jesus, you can ask him to shorten that time, God to remove that thing all that you are going through. So there will be terrible times. And even today, there are people who are going through terrible times because they have allowed themselves to desecrate their lives. They have allowed the temple of the Holy Spirit to be desecrated, to be polluted. They have polluted their lives through many things, through sin, through idolatry, through immorality, through drunkardness, and all those things. And so their lives have been turned upside down they are going through terrible times. Oh, there is grace. There is mercy. It's a God that when we turn to him and we call upon his name, he's merciful. He can dis- uh, cut short that suffering that you are going through because of the way that you have treated yourself, the way you have treated God. And so this is a, a very important thing. And Jesus is saying that, you know, when this time comes, uh, very serious things will be happening. And you see, Jesus is giving us even the opportunity to turn to him. He's saying that when that time comes, those who, people should run to the mountain. But for us, we can run to Jesus, who is the rock. Jesus, who is the savior. We can run to him when we are going through difficult times. When we are going through difficult times, when troubles come in our lives, we can run to Jesus. We can run to the one who is able to save Brothers and sisters in this world, those signs that we talked about, that they are all over the world. When there is no war, there is COVID, there is this. So nobody can claim that they are not going through something that should turn and draw their attention to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to God. And uh, I, I want to just finalize by saying that, you know, Jesus, he will return. And when he returns, you know, he will return on the clouds. And everybody will see him. He will return with his angels. So he will not return alone. He will return with the angels. <laughs> so it will be a spectacle. Everybody will see. So nobody should cheat you. Jesus already came and gone. No, when he comes a second time, we will all see him. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Oh, hallelujah. We worship the Lord. And we, the, the Bible records that, you know, this generation will not pass away until that time of the return of the son of my God. And the day and the time, nobody knows. Praise be to God. Nobody knows the day or the time that Jesus will return. You know, I normally keep saying, if Jesus was to say he had written that he will return on a 25th of December, so will it be a 25th of Australia or the west coast of the USA or will it be the one of Kenya? And so God in his infinite wisdom, he did not say the time the day, the hour, so that we all remain alert and watchful. What does God expect of you? Number one, be alert and watchful. Be prayerful. You know, take care of the house. He's saying that he left them to take care of his house when he went into a journey. Verse 34, it is like a man away on a journey who upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge. So God has left us to be part of the church, his house, his building. We be part of it. We take care of it. So that is what God wants us to do. Number two, what else does he want to do? He says that in the evening, no, 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 verse 34 says, and putting his slaves in charge, assigning each one his task. 
Brothers and sisters, each of us has a work to do, a task, what God has assigned you and assigned me. And the last one that it says is that, and commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. So God requires that we be available, watchful, so that when he returns, we are ready to be taken into heaven. Let's pray. Let us be watchful. Let us wait for Christ. Father, we thank you. We bless you for your word. We pray, Lord, that we will be ready for your return, O Jesus. We will be watchful. We will be alert. We will be ready, prayerful, O God. We will not defile our lives with the things of this world, but we will wait upon you even as we wait for your second coming. Lord, help us to avoid the tribulation because we have confessed you. We have believed in you. We have believed in you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And meet you next week. God willing, in Jesus' name, amen.